to another episode of uh, There Are Four Hosts, everyone. As usual, there are four hosts. Uh, I'm Sabrina. You can find me at Voidcat Gaming at Twitch, Instagram, or Twitter. And I'm Michael. You can find me at uh, Blue Beetle Games on Twitter. I am Jonathan. You can find me at Just Average J pretty much everywhere on the internet. Hi, I'm Keith Justice. You can find me on Twitter at Keith Hayward Prime, or just look up Keith Justice and you might find my picture somewhere. Yep, sometimes your mic drops out on me, Keith. Um, oh, but crap. that's Sorry. fine. No, I just won't, just so you know. Uh, um, right, so uh, this week we, in preparation for uh, Star Trek Picard to come out, we're so close, you guys. Uh, uh, it's just like two weeks. Oh my god. I can't wait. Less than there's, two weeks, I think. There's, there's 12 less. days, two hours, and 19 minutes. Oh, well, exact. thank you, Michael. What's, uh, the launch, what's the launch date? The 23rd. 23rd. Mm-hmm. Right. Except yeah. how the, dare you not know that the premiere oh, is I, Friday. I, I like being surprised. Um, <laughs> I think it might actually be to the premiere is next week today. Mm, I don't know, but uh, we're not going to find out about it until everybody else sees it. All right, so uh, we talked about Q already. We talked about Nemesis already. So this week we thought we would talk about uh, Jerry Ryan. Um, rewatching, we re- we rewatched a couple episodes. I made everybody watch them. I'm very mean like that. Um, and so like, yeah, it's, it's all so, eight seasons. It's, yeah, it's, it's so mean. It's yeah. so mean to watch Jerry Ryan yeah. on screen. Mm, I mean, really, right? No, but seriously, <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've watched Voyager. Like, not while I'm falling asleep, to be honest. And uh, Jerry Ryan, like, she's such a great actress. It really stunned me. Like, just tiny little moments. So we rewatched uh, the Raven, and there's that scene where uh, Neelix tries to make her eat, and mm-hmm. for the first time, and she's just like, just. She goes to sit down and, like, checks the chair behind her to make sure, and then, like, goes down. Uh, it was genius. Just little moments yeah. like that. The way she walks, it's just like, ah, uh, I forgot how great she is, and I'm so excited to see her again. Just Jerry Ryan. Well, it's, it's so funny because her interactions with Naomi Wildman. I So, yeah, I haven't watched Voyager in a long time. I mean, I, you know, I'd watch it kind of on syndication here and there, mm-hmm. but I've not actually just sat and just, just watched it to watch it and enjoy it. And uh, that last episode you had us watch, uh, season six, I forget which one it was, um, but you Naomi Wildman came in and was like, you know, I, I, I felt like you just needed family or something like that. Like the interactions between yeah, yeah, her and need, Naomi are just, family. they like make my, make my heart melt. And they're both so yeah. good. I mean, the, the actress that plays Naomi Wildman is so young, but her and Jerry Ryan just are so good. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, that episode, I'd forgotten how... By the way, <laughs> Sorry, survival survival instincts 6.2 yes thank you uh what came to 7 and 9 for me was uh i was a holdout for voyager for a long time uh much like ds9 because i like my star trek like i like my star trek tng and <laughs> then like i just kind of watched the sidelines i was like oh sexy girl in a tight costume now i see why everybody's into it and then like you know finally like i just ran off shows to watch i was like all right let me do this voyager and every time I come back to Voyager or Star Trek like this, it, it feels so good. I love the sets and the costumes. And when she showed up, I was like, "All right, here we go." And no, she kills it. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, she is, she is, she, she's quite sexy. But um, yeah, I never quite put my finger on why it felt like the entire show got better and the stories got better. Like, why couldn't uh, they do that with Kess? Like, is it did. so hard to write for her? I I definitely can't speak to what happened there. But uh, that is an interesting thought. Hmm. Michael, I feel like you were going to say something earlier and I cut you off. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I was just going to say I'd forgotten how much I liked Voyager. Mm-hmm. So thank you for making us watch some. I'll have to go back and watch more now after I've seen it. <laughs> just yeah. select episodes. Um, there are certain episodes I have no intention of rewatching while I'm conscious. I'm fully conscious. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, I think there's a couple of, of those episodes in every show, honestly. Yeah. Um, we tend to treat TNG kind of like as a Bible, but it's it's got some. <clears throat> there is, Whew. yeah, there's some real stinkers in there. <laughs> uh, of course, I mean time, Voyager everyone. still has the the one episode that everybody was like, we'll just call that one not canon. Um, Voyager has that uh, metal, Lizard? I guess. Yep, that's the episode. That's the, that's the one. They travel through time so hard that Janeway <laughs> and Paris have a child as lizards. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's that. what you were talking about. But who knows which one was on top? You know, you guys, it yeah. could have been Janeway. Yeah. <laughs> we all say, eh, we're not going to count when that they, one. That was when they, they broke warp 10, I think. And that yeah, was the yeah, side yeah. effect, the right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, because, you know, there had to be a side effect to Warp 10, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, the what I love, it's the same thing, like, uh, with Voyager, you, you almost forget how powerful Janeway is. Just, I mean, oh. Kate Mulgrew's amazing. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Janeway. And the relationship between her and Seven and that, that be, you know, it's almost like beating, like, um like banging their heads together you know what i mean like they're mm-hmm. they have this they're both strong-minded and they both have yeah. opposite desires and uh, expectations often and but it's amazing how well they play off each other and mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. how how strong they both are especially together it's it's i mean and Bellana also don't forget about Bellana. oh of course of course no she's amazing i mean uh it's yeah that whole cast that well, with mm-hmm. the exception of a couple, but <laughs> in general, that whole cast. Who are you talking about? Uh, uh, it's okay. We don't have to I, be specific. No, no, no. Well, it's fine. Yeah. I, I don't care. I wanna, I wanna like Chakotay because I, I like the mm. idea of like, like someone who's, who's um the way my son would put it is who speaks for the trees, like the Lorax, mm. mm-hmm. like someone who yeah. is who is who is earthly and and you know like um, Native American, like that that whole sure. thing appeals to me. But then it just is so off base with a lot I mean, of what Star Trek is. You know what I mean? That, considering that they they hired a, a native expert who was well known to be a fraud at that point, uh, we yeah. can't oh, we can't be super shocked by what happened yeah. with uh, Chicote there. But yeah. um, I do agree. You know, Robert Beltran in, in other like post show conventions made it pretty clear that he wasn't very happy with Star Trek, and uh, I feel like that reflects in the show and. Uh, Actually, that was one of the things I was really pleased about. I heard, unfortunately, that Kate Mulgrew didn't get along with Jerry Ryan while they were filming. And, you know, yeah. even though I can understand why, it's still, like, a little saddening. But I'm very glad that you can't see that uh, in the show and that it doesn't seem to affect her uh, Jane- Janeway towards Seven. Um, I look like she's for She's still it really time. congenial. <laughs> yeah, right, well, right. It just shows how great of actresses they are. You know what I mean? Like when, yeah. like yeah. especially um, Sabrina. You know this well, as an actor, actress. You know you have to be able to turn that on and off. You can't. You, your person, like you become the other person. You can't. You. I mean, there, there's a certain aspect of you that comes into your characters, but at the same time, if there's a job, you're doing a job. You have to be able yeah, to relationship- turn it off and do that job. If your relationship between characters is supposed to be like, for example, a mentor and mentee, then. If you hate each other, too bad. You know, yeah. you can't. I mean, that, that's it, well, it, it shows how it professional is. they were too. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I meant. It just yeah. is kind of amazing. I was listening to a podcast that had the actor of Harry Kim on it called Geekscape or Geek Podcast, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so like he he let loose on like everything and like he was. And I'm okay. not gonna dig into like gossip, but it's what <laughs> I always find very interesting. Like he was saying how like Carrie Mulgrew of Janeway definitely didn't like the actress that played uh, Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine didn't want to have anything to do with the drama, so they almost kind of kept them off scenes from each other, mm-hmm. and like the the cut the the set and like the crew would be uncomfortable because it would get uncomfortable. So every time those scenes happen, I'm waiting to see it. I never do, and I do always like seeing like Janeway and and Seven of Nine like in scenes together. They always work yeah, out. Yeah, really it's well. a shame. Mm-hmm. They play yeah. off each other really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. I know. It's. I mean, it's. It's just amazing to think about. You know, you watch the show, and you, you all you do is see the show and see the, their characters, and it's easy to forget that outside of like they're they're other people, like they're Kate and, Mulgrew and, and Jerry Trek Ryan, not Seven of Nine and K- Catherine Janeway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek especially always has like a lot of uh, stuff going on back back behind the uh, curtain, as it were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But yeah, sure. so um, out of the four episodes we watched, what was your favorite one? I have a question. Like, that's my question. Okay, but pick who's answering first then. Yeah. Uh, well, this is your this is your show tonight, today. Oh, so, you're uh, me. Sabrina, that's true. You, yeah, Sabrina, this you, you go first. Oh man, you know. Uh oh, right back, guys. Yeah. Ah, all right. <laughs> Wow, you're really next to your door. His food's here. Sorry, everyone. BRB. Let's play the the, the Be Right Back music, right? Do we have a jingle yet? We're making it right now. It's happening. This is all going in the podcast for the record. 
dear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> IRL. This is real life, hey. people. This is real life. <laughs> this is what happens in real life when you're podcasting and your food gets like, We don't edit anything out here. Just got a Labamba's burrito, everybody. I, if you're curious <laughs> about my interruption, I'm so sorry, everybody. Anyway. <laughs> it's important. Burritos. To yeah. All burritos right. are important. But anyway, so let's let's yeah resume. For for <laughs> reference to this question, everyone, I made everyone listen to Scorpion Part One and Two, which is uh, the two parter that it, it um, starts out as an alliance between Janeway and the Borg, so they can defeat Species uh, Eight Four Seven Two, and uh, the second half of which is when they you know work with Seven during the alliance, and then shenanigans happen. Uh, the Raven is when she starts getting flashbacks of her child self, and um, what the heck, uh, Basic Instinct. I think is what it's called. I said it earlier. Uh, 6.2 is uh, when you run into old members of her Unimatrix that she had kind of like forced to um, return to the Borg when they started ex- experiencing their individuality because, you know, she was freaked out by the memories of being a 12-year-old. And um, I got to say, The Raven and uh, Basic and Six was very impressive for me in regards to Jerry Ryan's acting. Again, like, she goes from um, Seven's, like, stoicism to scared 12 year old girl like immediately and it's in the way that she uses her voice too like adults don't cry like that um so as much as i was impressed by her acting though i'm still gonna go with scorpion part two because the interactions between janeway and still borg uh seven are fantastic and like we were talking about before they have great chemistry like in the mentor mentee kind of situation the the strong heads headbutting situation too but like they're their total refusal to back down from each other in that episode is just really fun. So, Scorpion Part 2, I'm down. That's actually my favorite, too, to be honest with you. And and it, it, and I'll, I'll, it ties into this podcast because it's when uh, Janeway talks the Borg into assigning a liaison. And then they're like, well, that's what Locutus... She was like, that's what you did with Jean-Luc Picard with Locutus. Let's do that again. Mm-hmm. And then it was a very, I just felt it was a very, um, well, you know, it's like a throwback to, to Captain Picard and Locutus. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this ties right into what our podcast is about, right? But also, um, it, uh, oh. it was just a very smart way to make that story work. Because, mm-hmm. it, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with the collective, it's like, well, how are you going to talk the collective into something? I mean, come on. But then the way they did it, I actually found pretty... Um, pretty interesting so I, I i love that episode and the acting and seven when she's a drone and not fully her human self yet like i just she's so good so good lost, yeah. oh my gosh and she's just so like she just plays seven so well mm-hmm. yeah i i liked uh can i say scorpion part one and two is my favorite All absolutely right. just one. Yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah whatever um <laughs> No, I, I liked it as well. I liked. It. I think it was a good, a good introduction to Seven of Nine. Um, one thing I didn't like about it was uh, my my memory's fading on me. But it was either I think it was at the end of part two where like Chakotay got connected to Seven, was trying to talk her, you know, yeah. talk her down or whatever. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I loved everything except that. That seemed kind of like a weak way to yeah, the Chakotay mysticism thing. I think is just not yeah. anybody's favorite. <laughs> It's like we don't know how to, you know, you know, resolve, resolve the episode, so we're going to throw Chakotay in there, and He's it just seemed kind of weak. Yeah. Keith. Uh, all right. Yeah. Mine. Uh, it was a clean sweep. Um, it was a uh, Scorpion Part Two. That was my favorite. Nice. Yeah. Um, it it was it was a great introduction. Uh, the, I was always kind of impressed how much Seven and Nine did not look like she would be a main character. The way they put her on screen and like the way they have her makeup is very just like any other Borg until mm-hmm. like we get to see her in a new costume. Then she's like a refreshed character and you see her uh, out. But um, oh, the thing that I thought was most interesting is that um, that was breaking the prime directive as hell, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you know, Janeway does say that Kirk is, her, is one of her heroes. <laughs> Oof, like, like what she, she armed a uh, enemy species that we're at war with to what, like, with... Uh, no, like, listen, listen, di- listen. The dimensional prime genocide? The Prime Directive is specific about it being, like, if it's a species that, that isn't at your level. But if yeah, they're already, like, at the same yeah. level, uh, it's fine. So, it's fine, you guys. It's just if you're gonna, trade if you're gonna of an out... equal to an equal. It's not, we're not, we're not <laughs> arming warheads 
We're not arming so, like islanders with warheads so for, here. It's fine. <laughs> so if an alien race starts stalking smack to us and saying they're going to wipe out our galaxy, it is totally on the level just to waste them. Even if you're yep, helping the, an enemy. The, okay. Yep. Yeah. That's, the prime directive is really just just kind of a, a big gray area. You know, yep. it, there's no there's no black and white. It's it's very gray. <laughs> Especially if you're talking to Janeway. Yeah, um, absolutely. Listen, listen. This is the Delta Quadrant. It's already messed up. I don't know. <laughs> Prime Directive is like an area code thing. Where like you, well, it's yeah, like and once they once they get home, they're not coming back for a while. So they're it's fine if it's, it's fucked fine. up. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. By the time we come back, I mean everyone will have forgotten about us, right? Yeah. Especially the Kazan, we'll be fine. Tell every alien species they run into that. They, oh, we're the Romulans. <clears throat> yeah, look for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> Our ears totally. It's like we're the Ferengi. Uh, oh dear God. And and fun uh, fact about the Locutus thing was that. Uh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard or Patrick Stewart was actually thinking like, I don't want to keep doing this forever. So if you guys want to kill me off like right here, that will be my <laughs> cutoff point and Riker can take it over. But then he hmm. changed his mind. So he kept with us. Wow. Interesting. Well, uh, now here he is uh, years later and uh, he's putting Picard back on. So uh-huh. there mm-hmm. we are. Um, Something worked well, out. Lucky us. Mm. Yeah, some, <laughs> yeah. Some money changed hands, I think. I hope it's lucky. Uh, <laughs> it changed into my hands. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right so while we're talking about the scorpion um uh, and since jerry ryan brought it up in the episode so uh, i mean since you brought it up about jerry ryan being this in the episode so jerry ryan uh seven of nine was uh the alliance leader against janeway uh with janeway whatever and uh locutus was used to communicate with the borg so what do we think about alliances being formed with the borg maybe in picard hmm michael do you have any thoughts about that? Um, I think it would be interesting. We don't know, you know, really what the story is with Picard yet. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – I think it would be interesting. You just can never really trust the Borg. So uh, yeah. I guess it would make for good TV regardless. Well, hence the name Scorpion, you know. That was Chakotay's whole well, yeah. thing. It's like they're, they're, oh. it's, it's my – I love that story. It's my nature. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. – so, it, like, has the nature of the Borg changed? We won't know until we find out. Mm-hmm. I yeah, am but... being a super snob about it, looking down my nose, thinking <laughs> they're just gonna mess it up. And I'm so sorry, like I'm being skeptical. Uh, but they are bringing back Hugh, so does that? That seems to indicate that they do really care about maybe actually trying to use the continuity. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I or really just. Be I feel cameo. like, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Patrick Stewart almost like wouldn't come back unless you know what i mean like he wants to tell the story of picard I hope so. he got like later. mummy two packed the we won't do this movie unless it's better than the previous one kind of thing i i think he was pretty specific about hey like i'm not signing on to anything unless i agree that it's going in the direction that that fits you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. his, his yeah. character that's his like you know that's his thing so i i'm hoping that between the studio not wanting to mess it up, him being specific about, hey, this is how I want it to, to play out and how I want it mm-hmm. to look, and I'll only sign on if that's how I feel. And for like, I'm hoping that all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and that the continuity and the timeline and the um, the stories intertwine, and that it's true, true TNG Trek. Not the full TNG you know what I mean? They, but, they said yeah. it's not going to be TNG. Yeah, track, so of they course. Said this is yeah. a, like darker, more injured Picard. Yeah, yeah. And so, oh, speaking of, did you, have you have y'all watched the short treks? No. no, not the recent ones. Okay, <laughs> okay. Then when when just came out like yesterday, right? A few days ago, I watched it, and it mm-hmm. actually has a spoiler tie-in into Picard. Oh, does oh, it? Yeah. Are you going to tell us what it is? I, it, that you guys have to tell me. If you give me permission, I will. But if you don't give me permission, I won't. Okay. I, Only tell I us if it. we guess it. How's that? <laughs> I doubt you'll guess it, to be honest and with let's you. Let's play 20 questions. You guys, forget all the questions I sent you. Forget all the, like, right. New questions. we're going to have about Jerry Ryan. And let's play 20 questions what the spoiler was. You already? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, can oh, I ask, okay. do you feel it will actually ruin anything? Um, I don't think it'll ruin anything for the show. It just... Um, it was a very quick thing on the latest short trek that it was like a, a news story that was kind of frozen on the screen. And it I don't think it'll ruin anything. Oh, I think it like just a it's a tie in. It's a tie in that gives you a little more insight into what's going on. 
Oh, so it's like less a spoiler and more like an Easter egg. It, exactly. Yes, it's an Easter egg. That's okay. exactly right. Okay, so we know it's a news article. Or a, a news posting. A news story, kind. yeah. Okay, so it involves one of the characters from, from Picard. Correct. Is it is a TNG character, character? I'm sorry, what? Sorry. You first? Is it a TNG character? Yes. Okay. Keith? Is that character uh, said to be dead? No. Is it a vegetable? No. No, sorry. <laughs> I mean... Does it have to do with Jordy? No. Oh my god, that would be nice. Okay. So, Picard? Yes. Um, does it talk... Is it about, like, what uh, whatever disaster or whatever took him out of Starfleet, or... That's... I believe so. That's kind of what it's... What the... Um, okay. That's what the general consensus is. Okay. Is it, like, a diplomatic kind of thing... That much we don't know yet. Are we confirming can you see the that headline? Vulcan? Yes, yes, I could see the headline. I know, I know what happened. I'm, yeah, you can see that. Are we confirming that Vulcan destroyed Romulus? Is that what you were going to ask? That Vulcan is still destroyed. Uh, it doesn't. Like, it has yeah. nothing to do with Vulcan. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Or Romulus. Nothing. Nothing to do with Romulus. In the Kelvin timeline. Wait, which? Ah. No, Kelvin. Um, Kelvin. Okay. Kelvin timeline. Uh, they destroyed Vulcan. Uh, our timeline, the prime timeline, uh, Romulus is destroyed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but that Romulus has nothing gets to do with destroyed this. by yeah. shenanigans that Romulus okay. does. Yeah, and then it that sends Nero back into the other timeline to do all those shenanigans. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but no, yeah. it has. Uh, does it have to do with the Borg at all? No, it does no, not Borg. actually. Okay. It doesn't have to do with the Romulans or the Borg. Nope. It actually. Oh, yeah. I, I got and I'm, I'm gonna say it, it came out of left field. I, I, this one. I didn't see coming. Are you I glad did. that you watched that though and saw that? I am. Easter I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it didn't give too much away. It was just. Okay. It was kind of like a little like, like here. I'm gonna feed you this little morsel so you're even okay. even even hungrier when Picard comes out. Well, now I really want to know. Okay. Okay. So is it a natural disaster related? It's not natural, but it is a disaster. Okay. That's a good question. Like military fallout disaster. Um. Alliance I, fallout disaster. You know, loss of a starship. Uh, it's bigger than a starship, and it's. I don't know about alliances because I don't know enough about the backstory yet. Okay, so um, something something got destroyed. Yes. Um, like big, Sorry, go on. Bigger than a starship, though. Yes. Um, uh, planet. Well, yeah, planet. You're right. Okay, yeah. so it didn't planet. get it didn't get fully like obliterated, but. The news. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the news headline or, or what I recall of it okay. to you. Okay. okay. Uh -huh. So basically, the news headline said, "Synthetics attack Mars, three thousand presumed dead." Ooh, cool. Now here's the Damn, thing. I'm... Here's the thing. Here's the twist. What? Who? Who? Or what are synthetics? Either yeah. androids like, or holograms. It... Yeah. Right. Or um... holograms. I mean, I guess, Didn't, but oh, like EMHs, uh, and 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 yeah. the the news the news video showed star like ships flying at Mars and shooting and destroying, like there are a bunch of explosions on the surface of Mars, and it says synthetics Ooh, wow. attack Mars, three thousand presumed dead or three thousand confirmed dead or something like that. Mm. Okay, that's that is cool. That's interesting. I know. Listen, so um, I don't know if it was an interview or whatever, but um, I read a rumor that said uh, that Jerry Ryan said that the Borg are um, fractured and fleeting at this point, sort of how they were in Voyager. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I'm curious if um, the people, <coughs> the drones, the people, the drones who leave the Borg for like maybe total individuality or maybe like pocket communes uh kind of like they were stuck in unimatrix uh, mm -hmm. the other members of seven's unimatrix and if synthetics are like x borg and well and like, that's that's the thing because is, they feel attacked so they're, thought, yeah. they're doing some terrorism back yeah and, and that's the thing like we, that we don't know now i will say this there was a follow-up news news clip that popped up right after that said admiral picard devastated by attack on mars well that makes sense yeah and that and that's that's all it was it was literally those two newsreels at the very end of the short trek that were a part of that story first up that 
short trek was amazing um i forget what it's Who's called uh, i forget i think Ch- Ch- children of mars yeah or yeah children of mars something like that and it's about two girls it, it's it's a really sweet and like it's it's very heartfelt it's a uh, it's two girls on mars whose parents are or two girls i'm sorry two girls on earth i believe whose parents are working on mars and they show mm. video of them talking to their parents, like to their one talking to her mother, one talking to her father, I believe. And then um, but the two girls like hate each other. They fight. They get in a fist fight. Mm. They push each other. They do. They pick on each other. They're very, very mean to each other. And then all throughout the episode, they're picking on each other. They're mean to each other. And then this happens. And like the last scene is them holding hands, looking at the TV screen and like Oof. being there for each other. It was just super powerful and very heartfelt and very beautiful. And it had those two little snippets of what happened that tie into Picard. And it just, the whole thing was amazing. Those short treks are really, really, really well done. Has there ever been a Star Trek thing where they said that data has been mass produced? Not that I remember. In fact, the only time another android was created that I recall was when he made his daughter lol. And and she okay. didn't make it because the if I recall the positronic brain or positronic net wouldn't yeah. wouldn't wouldn't mm-hmm. hold or something like that. Yeah. And please don't make me watch that one because I'll cry. Yeah, all I, over know. It. I know. I <laughs> know. And then I remember in Voyager there was a thing where um, holograms were being used as slaves, and I think did they call themselves synthetics or they call um, themselves? No idea. I can't Not, remember that. I can't remember. Yeah. So. I'm curious. I know. It's been know. a long time since we've watched Voyager, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to remember, cause... Voyager was in the Delta Quadrant. So if those holograms were slaves, that was in the Delta Quadrant, not in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no. Uh, it was it was, uh, it was. was the Doctor. There's a whole bunch of them, and it was like in the uh, Alpha Quadrant. Oh, okay. They're being used in mines. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You're right. Okay. Yeah. There. I mean, but that's just there it. There's so much unknown. It's so. It's so good. I can't wait. I cannot wait for the All show. Right. My my hope is now up a little bit mm-hmm. more because that means they did actually try. So all right, um, let's do this. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So Picard starts after he's already left the Admiralty, right? So that was we presume the triggering event to send him out. That's the general consensus. That's kind of what people online are, are assuming. Yeah. Um, presumably this war with the synthetics has been ranking up or there's war, uh, cold war. There's like a cold war, you know, tension kind of like we had with the Romulans and TOS and, um, Picard would do his best to, you know, lessen tensions and make sure that we don't end up blowing each other the bits. So an attack of that magnitude would make him feel like his work is not doing anything maybe. And then, uh, the resulting fallout of him feeling like Starfleet has, Cease to listen to him, and uh, that they're heading for war is where this new show is taking place, perhaps? Maybe. Uh, you know, in my head, I'm thinking that some decision he made created this event. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. yeah. not necessarily um, you know, him that he trying to do, yeah, not necessarily him trying to get the, you know, everyone to cooperate, or like him being a diplomat. Ooh, the guilt of him yeah. screwing it up. That's what nice. I'm, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, instead of him being a diplomat, I feel like he... Like, and again, these are all so everyone out there, first off, spoiler alert. Sorry, I hope like or, or from the stuff that huh. we saw on short treks. Apologize. I should have said that. Second off, um, you know, it, it's it's that thing where with Picard and, and again, this is all like we're just guessing. We're excited, just like you all listening. And we're just guessing. Um, but I feel like instead of Picard being like diplomat Picard trying to be diplomatic, I feel like he possibly made a mistake or made a made a an executive decision about something or 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 he couldn't stop something that caused it and i feel like yeah. the guilt of his decision is going to cause these ripples in this story but again that's just like in my brain where my where my head's going you know what i mean mm. i do i think that call is going to also cost the uh it's going to cause the death of someone we know all right <laughs> I hope so. Well, data's uh, data, well, data's already dead. Oh, wait a minute, is he? Just kidding. Wait, spoiler. <laughs> is he? I is don't he? know. He we'll did get him. blown we'll up see. by that uh, Thaleron th- 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 um, radiation. <laughs> I do. But in the books and comic books and the video games, he does come back. <laughs> I know. No, I no, know. forget those. I'm just yeah, not canon. <laughs> no, not no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, I do love the idea of characters being driven by guilt and then having to face that guilt and change their decisions. Um. Picard did in 
I don't remember what episode it's on, but it's a famous scene, you know, where Picard goes, uh, that's the thing about hu- being human. Sometimes you do everything right and you still lose. Oh, God, I love um, that quote. Yeah. So that is, that is like, kind of part of his character that he understands that some things, sometimes things will just not go your way. So I'm very curious about how it's going to be something bad enough to push him to make a decision like that. Mm-hmm. Or at least I hope mm-hmm. it's something proportional and not that they just kind of like, put that aside. Um, I don't expect that from Star Trek, but I've seen that happen in other shows where it's like, Luke Skywalker. you know, hey, sorry. yeah, <laughs> you gotta earn it. If you're gonna bench a hero, you gotta earn that story. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, as uh, Keith knows, I just watched that final Star Wars movie last night, so um, it's still fresh. And we'll, we'll talk about it later. We're not talk about yeah, it yeah, yeah. This, yep, is, this right. is the wrong podcast that's for Star another Wars. Another story. Right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, totally different uh, kind of subject. Um, so I made you guys watch The Raven, and uh, that's the episode where Seven kind of has like trauma flashbacks to being assimilated because she's receiving the homing beacon from her sh- her her parents' ship. Mm-hmm. Can someone explain to me why Janeway finding out that she was hallucinating a raven is what told her it was her parents' ship? Is that like their last name or something? Did I miss that detail? Because the the ship the ship was called the Raven. Okay. Um, yeah. So Janeway just happens to remember that 18 years ago, a ship with uh, two famous scientists and their daughter went into the Delta Quadrant and disappeared, and it was named the Raven, and she <laughs> put it all together like that. Good job, Janeway. Well, well done. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. up on Star, you know, Starfleet history and everything. Yep. <laughs> that one's her favorite, because she likes ravens. So the... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, she did say that her parents were pretty well known, so maybe they were more famous yeah. than we yeah. thought. Uh, they were clearly That's quite true. famous. Famous. Okay. Even. There you go. um okay but okay so the actual question i was gonna ask you about the raven um it it like a lot of other star trek episodes tries to handle um some ptsd kind of stuff yeah uh we had that amazing uh even though it's off mocked i'm sure uh, that amazing ds9 episode where o'brien um is you know in like a temporal stasis prison and he thinks that 10 years have passed and he's killed that dude even though it's like Mm -hmm. minutes or whatever um, mm-hmm. are you guys hoping for more stuff like that in Picard or do you hope that it kind of stays more focused on the world and not like the uh, psychological lives of the characters or what are you looking for there? Uh, Keith, throw that one at you. Uh, so for that, um, I like, like there's only going to be like eight episodes, right? For Picard? I think so. So unfortunately, like in the new format of science fiction that we have right now, they have to get to the next story beat, mm-hmm. next story beat, and, and get to the end of the line instead of like the beautiful world we came from that had 26 episodes per season. So you could just have a chill episode where someone's just talking about their feelings and stuff. <laughs> and I feel like we'll have dramatic scenes where people go, and I thought I did the right thing, but I didn't. <laughs> it was sad. And you're like, oh, man. But no, but, like, yeah. couch. It won't go psychological. No couch scenes, huh? Yeah. I wish, but mm. no. Yeah, I actually, I think you're right. I think uh, it's very likely that because we don't have that episodic format, they're not going to take the time to kind of breathe the characters out. But um, we'll see. Jay? Yeah. Oh, I, I actually, Michael? I really hope they do. I love the psychological stuff. I love mm-hmm. I love when they, um, they kind of hone in on why people are the way they are or why they chose this action or this reaction and you know the the human psyche has always been fascinating to me and if for them to be able to portray it you know the good the bad the ugly um on screen uh, you know if it's mm-hmm. done right it's amazing you know and it's amazing storytelling and it's it's very um real but the but but as uh, as Keith said I I don't know just because they're on they're on a limited schedule so I yep. feel like they're going to push the story forward but I, I really do hope we see those internal conflicts and you know um you know there's I I hope that we have that even if it's just a little bit between him and like some old um you know uh TNG characters that that re- that come onto Marina the show stops by for a chat Yeah yeah like I I I mean it, it I would really like Captain, that Captain I sense you want to chat <laughs> Exactly I sense it all the way from Beta Z um <laughs> michael i think you had something to say oh yeah i actually agree with keith and jay i mean i they don't have time to do it but i do like those little insights into the mm-hmm. characters um maybe they'll give us and like, little sneaks yeah and i think you know thinking of like a season that has 26 episodes to me that sounds exhausting because i have there's so many shows to watch um so i actually kind of prefer the more condensed 8 10 12 episode seasons 
The only thing I don't like about the shorter seasons is the fact that we have to wait longer for the next season. Yeah. And that drives well, me crazy. Well, that's you know, true. and I that's like that's binge well, culture. You know what I mean? But that's how you do it. You know, you have twelve twelve uh, shows and uh, in January you watch show one and then in February you watch show two and then <laughs> binge that's yeah, like binge culture. <laughs> the, there we go. <laughs> the, the binge culture is like kind of stressed me out a little bit. Because yeah. like I don't want to have to keep up with everybody and, and whatnot. And the thing that um, I'm loving that I get to experience Stargate for the first time, and they are in that world where you get 26 episodes, mm-hmm. is the feeling where you get to just sit down and be in that world. Like Indulge. there's no rush to get. To, yeah, you don't get. There's no rush to get next scene or next set. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just sit on like astrometrics with uh, Seven of Nine as she's trying to figure out some kind of equations, or like you go into the captain's ready room where she's got like coffee, and you're just like hearing the sound of the engine. I, I like the slowing down aspect of mm-hmm. longer series where you can get more just messing around. There's, Let's go back to episodic. There's coffee in that nebula. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to touch on with the PTSD was uh, the episode where she found those three other ex-Borgs. Mm-hmm. I love the scene where they all start kind of start losing their shit. They're like, oh my God, oh my God, I got captured. Oh my God, oh my God, I had family. Yeah. And they all just kind of like, they and they interact like Borg. Like computers are like, holy crap! Okay, we're gonna freak out. Everybody erase your memories. They're like, that's a great idea. And it's kind of like that. Yes. There are species that can like talk like that to each other. Agreed. Yeah, that. I mean that. That was such a powerful episode. You know, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. for her to get to the point where she made the decision of like, hey, no, we're not gonna put it, give him back to the Borg. I mean, it just shows that character arc that she had where all she wanted to do was get back to the Borg and she fought Janeway and she fought the Vo- Voyager crew and she fought and fought. And then she's fully embraced being a, a human part of the crew. And then she makes this decision that's not easy, um, you know, to uh, basically give them a shortened life but mm-hmm. a life without being connected and, and you know, like no, no collective. And that's a, uh, I mean, it's just, God, the writing's so good on those mm-hmm. shows, man. And they name dropped the Excalibur, a ship <laughs> I served on in an audio book. Uh, it was so much, uh, yeah, I was on, it was like one of the first audio books I ever did. It was a road trip and they've had like music and sound effects. And it was a, uh, an ambassador class, like mm-hmm. the enterprise just before the D mm-hmm. uh, it was a, uh, called the Excalibur with Captain Morgan and like a ship, uh, a plant blows up and there's like a, like a bird in it. It was awesome. There's a but bird. yeah, they name drop. Yeah, it was kind of, it was awesome and stupid. Mm. It was definitely not something you'd see in Star Trek, but <laughs> I, was, it was, I was kind of excited when like I perked up. She was like, I was aboard the Excalibur. I was like, oh, Captain Morgan, <laughs> I know that one. Um, While we're talking about that episode, um, she says at the end of the episode, um, in the conversation with uh, our lovely doctor she has to decide like you were saying whether to give them a long life back in the collective or whether to allow them to stay separate but they only live a month um and she says survival is inefficient um is insufficient so that just surviving is not enough what Mm -hmm. what do you think about that huh um individuality is more important than surviving for a long time is what she literally means there but yeah what do you think about that who do you pick? Michael. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I liked her decision because I think, you know, it was, it kind of made them, uh, she didn't want to send them back to the Borg. Mm-hmm. And so she chose to give them that individuality. I mean, I think I would rather have that too, even if it was for like a day or an hour, uh, you know, as opposed to being in this collective, um, you know, state. Uh, so I, I would have done the same thing, I think, um, chosen to kind of set them free, so to speak. Is there anything in your life you would rather not survive than not have? Like free will. Free will is a fine reason. I mean, that's you already said that, I guess. But uh, so repeat the question. I'm sorry. Survival is inefficient, insufficient. If yeah. you were only surviving, like it'd be worthless. What what can you not? What can you not live without? Please tell me. Um. I I, no, I, don't I just know. threw that one at you guys to mess with you um, <laughs> I, because I always want to delve deeper into people's brains and I thought I would just trick you into thinking we were talking about nerd stuff and then just cut right in. I'm happy to answer. I'm going to pass. I'm happy to answer. I'm going to pass that on okay. to Jay. Okay. Because okay. I I actually um so the, you know the the quote was um 
what was that quote again? I forget. Survival yeah. is insufficient. Yes. So it, it that whole thing kind of made me think about like, um, you know, when people um, like, or, and this is extreme, and, and I uh, will apologize if this is uh, if this triggers anyone who's listening. I apologize, um, but I, I, it makes you think. You know, when when you um, hear a quote like that, and when you see a scene like that, or a show like that, it makes you think. Okay, what happens? Like, what what would happen if I were to become um, a vegetable, right? Or if I were to become, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it just it's at what point w- would I just say, you know what, I'd rather live. A week with this ability than uh 40 years without being able to to move my body or, or to like they're uh, they're mm-hmm. they're and and mind you it's that it's it's not a set thing it's fluid because throughout mm-hmm. your life you find strength but then you also find weakness and and i found mm-hmm. that 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 dial yeah. that i that i have inside me changes because there are some yeah. times where i'm like you know what i couldn't take something super simple or you know and again i'm not going to give examples because i don't really know but it's like it's almost like Mm -hmm. i have more strength some days than i do other days so depending Mm -hmm. on what the situation is but that being said i know that i want to live my life the way i want to live it and i don't want to um and i want to enjoy it the way i want to enjoy it and that the the definition is hard to pinpoint you know what I mean? But it, yeah, it does make you think about those decisions, you know, and, and that's it's such a powerful thing. I mean, you know, you're thinking about the bigger things than just this bubble that you have. And, and you know, and that's stuff we should we should think about. Mm. So I know I think I, mean, I kind of danced. Have that yeah. hierarchy of needs yeah. I kind of um. I kind of danced around it, but because there, there's no specific <laughs> answer. But I would say mm-hmm. that I would be. Given the decision that she had, I would have been grateful to her for allowing me to to yeah. end on my own terms, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 definitely. it does. Keith. Uh, so, um, I, I, I mine's not as straightforward. <laughs> it's it's like uh, when it comes to being a Borg, it, it feels like I've seen every so often in stories everywhere is like it might be a legitimate existence. Where they like you know when they when some Borg talk about it, they're like yeah but I'm never alone and we don't argue we're efficient mm-hmm. and from the outside from you guys who are always you know meat bags and like arguing <laughs> with each other all the time it might look like you know ter- torture but some Borg I have seen like say no it's legitimate so that I was thinking wait wait why not put them back they'll be maybe at peace or would they still be split off from everyone and be tortured because like if they had a chance to have some kind of like existence at all and then down the road when like you know the, the federation totally does whoop their ass and maybe they could be like freed like it, to mm-hmm. me like being a part of the board gives them a chance versus what they got which is like just living out their life but yeah it, it, it also came down to the characters themselves because each one of them was like phew okay glad i'm dying so like so you would feel that yeah. survival isn't is enough in the short term if there's a chance that in the long term you can get the things that you want yeah mm-hmm. in the long term and also like I, i've seen that you know the board do seem to feel that they have a legitimate existence that isn't just constant torture yeah they're so like almost the offended time... when humans are like don't, don't you want to be an individual like that sounds yeah. terrible why would <laughs> yeah. you want so, that as an individual now they're like ah no i don't want that but like seven nine knows that it's not an endless hell being in there and then you have a chance at all. Mm-hmm. So for me, like the only way I would check out is if, uh, if I can't actually be what I consider Keith anymore, like my body and brain have been broken down enough that it's just, uh, taking in sustenance. Then, then if there's no hope in the future, you know, you might, you, you I, I can check out, but I was like a chance for the future. I don't know. You can check out, but you can never leave. <laughs> wasn't there Sorry, wasn't there a TN, TNG again. episode about a hotel that did that? <laughs> um, <laughs> the Royale what, Hotel Hotel Royale, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that one. If that's the case, um, it was a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got for you. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, do you guys do you guys think that 
or do you guys think that being a Borg might at all be a legitimate life? Listen, I, I, I know. I mean, there are people out there who deliberately choose a lifestyle of like giving their um. What's the word I'm looking for here? Individuality. Some people choose to be slaves on purpose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And obviously, like, there's protective. There, there's, like, they enter it in with somebody that um they trust very much. And I I'm not talking about you know people who get forced into this. Um. There's a small subset of people in the world who choose to allow other people to control their every action, uh, when they eat, whatever, because they feel safe and they feel like somebody's mm. taking care of them. And uh, I think for somebody like that, maybe the Borg wouldn't be so bad. But for me, uh, yeah. I like could not handle. <laughs> yeah. Hum? Yeah, I think the Borg would be a legitimate um, existence because I think... Uh, when I don't think the Borg, they think they're helping people. They don't really think that they're evil. Um, mm. They think they're, you know, everybody wants to be assimilated. They, they so. just want to be perfect, and uh, they're helping yeah. other people get perfect. I mean, what's wrong with you guys? Why are you arguing all the time? Yeah, so when you look at it from that perspective, it's kind of interesting. So I, I wouldn't want to be a Borg, but I could see, I could see, I see why they're trying to do that for people, I guess. And then, like, not to go against what I just said, but I guess, like, <laughs> if I'm a Starfleet officer and I'm on duty and we are at war with the Borg, right? Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck them. Sorry, you're not going back. I'm not going to let you go back and maybe kill other people. So I'm going to free you, and, and, and it'll be great. And I'm sorry, I'm not helping the Borg ever. The way I feel, I have enough voices yeah, in my head. I don't need to be a part of a collective. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but they're all supposed to be the same voice. No, unified. no. That, yeah. Yes. Well, and maybe, you know what? Maybe it would um, make me a little bit more sane <laughs> i don't know maybe it would be a good thing hold maybe. on hold on let me think about this oh, <laughs> yep then that's a fun way like would you go back into the collective because i was thinking like if it was me yeah send me back because i don't want to die and um uh, nah. I, i'm positive that i positive don't i'm positive they don't experience time the same way so mm. eventually yeah. maybe i might get to that future where i do get freed so fingers crossed uh, i'm already just uh, like a gear in uh, the capitalist uh, machine i'm cool uh no thanks if i have the choice to leave i'm leaving right uh too funny so okay i have a question though actually this is since we're talking okay. about picard and, and i'm sorry if i jumped in on anyone um how weird that we would talk about picard yeah, here. i know i know it's crazy yeah, what's what wrong hell? with us what's wrong with me no um jerry ryan or seven of nine in the new picard show what are your thoughts? Like, what are your hopes? What are your expectations? What do you What do you hope to see? Do you Do you Do you feel like she would be a character, a recurring character, or is it going to be a one episode kind of thing? Like, um, what are your thoughts? Well, I hope it's I hope it's kind of a recurring. I mean, like, I like her character and the actress. Um, so I hope they don't just bring her in as kind of like a fan service to get people to watch. I mean, yeah, I'd like it real. to be an ongoing thing. That's Absolutely. my opinion, anyway. I'm all for thinking it's going to be fan service. Like, it's going to be a... We're going to get one scene of, like, ah, awesome. We get to see Picard and 79 talk, which I am very cool with. Yeah. But I feel that that's what we're going to get. It'll be a great scene of them going against each other. And then by the end of the episode, someone will come looking for something and... That means she has to bust out two machine guns with two hands, and which is cool. And then just yep. after she go, go after she does Terminator her action sequence, everyone. she'll wink at the camera and say, "Good night, yeah. folks." Yeah, yeah. That's the last we'll see her. She goes all John Wick. <clears throat> oh, John yep. Wick. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, uh, back to Picard. I actually, I hope so. First off, her story arc ties very closely in in a lot of ways with Jean Luc Picard and Locutus. So I mean, they're the they're the two hmm. Starfleet personnel you know even though like seven gets picked up in the delta yeah. quadrant but she's still a part of the crew you know what i mean so yeah. they are they so jean-luc was assimilated as an adult to be locutus and then she was chosen to be the liaison for voyager like locutus was um they share something in common that no other two people really share so except maybe hugh uh -huh. yes and no because hugh um Hugh wasn't chosen to be a liaison. 
he didn't choose to be an individual communicating. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. He but didn't end up being yeah, yeah. It, though. but yeah, I know these are but these are all great questions. And since we know Hugh is there, we know mm-hmm. Seven is there, we know Picard is there. I mean, how amazing would it be for them to focus on those relationships and those um just those those qualities that they have in common from being both Borg and human. Do you know what I mean? Like they, mm. they there's so many yeah. similarities between them and, and there are things that no other human can really share with them. Except for obviously like the ones yeah. that have because we don't know who is out of the Borg now, who has been unassimilated. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot that could have happened, but where it ended in Nemesis and you know, where it ended for Voyager, um, Seven, Picard and, and yeah, maybe Hugh, um, really have something that no other humans can really talk about or understand each other with. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's really, been yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, I'm really, really excited to, to, at the possibility of them hopefully exploring that. You know what I mean? Like, it, because yeah. if you can yeah. get that genuine Seven and Picard speaking about their experiences or the, you know, like just, it's that psychological stuff, which probably isn't going to happen, like we talked about earlier, but to, mm-hmm. to get more into their heads and just to have that interaction between those two, I'm, so down for and i really hope that they that they do that yeah well i Mm -hmm. certainly think there's at least going to be an investigation of the psychology of the borg between uh picard and uh, seven if only because they need to stick that in there to kind of explain to the audience what the borg are doing um so i'm sure we'll get that scene i hope that we get more of jerry ryan than we get of the other cameo characters simply because the fact that she was in it came out so much earlier i have faith in that you know, whereas we kind of found out that Marina Sirtis and uh, and Jonathan Frakes and stuff were on set, but um, not a lot came out about that. Whereas like Jerry was actually invited to the Picard panel and everything, so I have faith that she's going to get a bigger role, especially because she was such a huge fan favorite in Voyager, and you know Voyager is not getting its own series. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I um, I actually I think that it's such a stronger thing to do because they weren't on the same series. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it's easy. Mm-hmm. Like that it's fanfare to have Riker. It's universe expansion. Yeah, yeah. It's well it's it's fanfare to have Riker, to have uh, Troy, to have Data, like mm-hmm. the people from TNG. It's almost like we yeah. expect those cameos. Not that not that that's yeah. um not that we shouldn't get them. Please CBS. I like those cam- I want those cameos. But um you know, to have Seven become a recurring character or to have her be the the more of a part of Picard than those other cameos, I think would be so cool. Cause yeah. yes, it is expanding that universe. It's, ex- it's bringing Voyager and TNG together in a way that hasn't been done. I mean, you know, except for right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll be awesome to see them yeah. interact for the first I time. Can't I wait. think. Yeah. Can yeah. you tell them a fan? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Are you guys excited? Leave stuff in the comments about it. Yay. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But for realsies, um, yeah, Jerry Ryan, very excited. I always want to see mm. more of her. I feel like I haven't seen her since she popped up in that like Mortal Kombat show they were making. Was it the '90s one? No, no, She's no. The... It was just like a. It was like a web series. Oh, oh okay. okay. Well, I saw her in Leverage. She was play- She was on that TV show Leverage. Yeah. You know what? She was so. She was in good. an episode of Leverage. Where she wrote, she wore a dress that I owned, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I loved. I don't know that. Dress I watched that show <laughs> like every week. I loved that show, and she became a recurring okay. character. I mean, she was a uh, toward the mm. end of that show. She was a big part of it, and I mean, again, a, a, mm. an amazing actress, Jerry Ryan. If 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 you're yeah. listening, we are fans. You're amazing, and thank you for everything you've done. And if you're thank not you. Jerry Good Ryan up. and you're listening, uh, you're amazing, and we love you too. But go watch Leverage. Yes for some more Jerry yes absolutely it's a great show (laughs) and yes we love and appreciate all of you listening thank you I just in 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 case the the universe happens to have Jerry Ryan listen to this I just had to put that out there huge fans of course good call good call that wasn't clear from us just like fawning over her acting yeah I know I know (laughs) saying how she alone improved an entire series no, you've got that energy, Jerry. Let's let's. Go. Now, here's a question that's a little different. It's it's kind of on a different. And I'm sorry I keep doing this, but I just things keep popping in my head, and I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, she 
kind of helped Voyager become what it was, right? Like she's she's seen as someone who was a huge impact positively to the show, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. why is there so much bashing on Paul on Enterprise? Do you see what I'm saying? Like that they um, do, do you, but do you see what I'm saying? Like don't get me wrong. Like they're two different actresses and they're two different like levels and it's a whole thing. But still, you have all this you know fanship of Jerry Ryan and of Seven and. Then you get almost the opposite with T'Pol and um, uh, I can't think of her name right now. It'll come to me later. Jolene Blaylock. Yeah, jo- yes, Jolene Blaylock, yes. Yeah. And you know, it, it just it you know, is it uh, is it the acting? Is it is it the series itself? I mean, I don't know. I, the series yeah. itself. Okay. I liked Enterprise. Yeah, yeah myself, and I liked uh, T'Pol yeah. as well. So. I, I couldn't I came tell you. Around. Yeah, I came I'm with you, uh, Michael. I actually am a fan, and I and I liked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah, I've never heard. I haven't heard much dislike about T'Pol. I, I was just thinking that it has to do with Enterprise as a whole, because that is the one that people like to you know give shit and like roast a lot. And <laughs> which I don't get. I don't need their show. <laughs> For me, yeah, the reason why I disliked it at first and definitely hold it at the bottom of the list. Is I don't want to go backwards in time when it comes to developing no, a sci-fi. No, more <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree I with you there. I don't need to know how this was built up here, and I just I I have been dying to see how does the galaxy progress after Voyager. I want to go back on a nice Apple-esque Starfleet ship with nice lighting and yeah. explore the weirdness of the universe. That's what I want. So instead, they go back in time so we can see the first Enterprise, and, it's, and like also I'm not a fan of uh, starships that have a submarine look mm-hmm. to them. Okay. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're that far in the future, you can make something that looks <laughs> nice and comfortable. I will admit, on Enterprise, one thing I didn't like was the whole read alert thing instead of red alert. <laughs> I thought that was I funny. Know, I know, but I'm like, come on, guys. Like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember this. I actually liked Enterprise, and uh, I'm a huge Scott Bakula fan since Quantum Leap. Well, so. were we talking about Enterprise or T'Pol oh, yeah. getting backlash? Those are two different No, 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 I know. It, I think it kind of went from T'Pol getting backlash into just Enterprise in general. It, you know, it, organic, well, you, you know? Yeah. I haven't answered yet. Um... Uh, as I'm sure you know, and uh, the two of you will know very shortly, uh, female representation and uh, like uh, being shown as like sexual objects is very close to my heart. Um, that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, what I got to say about that very shortly is that Seven of Nine um, was brought on, obviously, in that outfit, corset and heels, uh, to be a, 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 like a, a, a sex object. But um, mm-hmm. Jerry Ryan, like, blasted out with her charisma and her skill and people, like, it. she definitely became a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jolene didn't have as much of a chance to do that simply because the writing on Enterprise, I'm sorry, even if you like it, is not as good as the rest. I agree. Um, yeah. Like, I didn't enjoy it. In fact, I stopped watching it about, like, four seasons in because I couldn't stand the amount of of that, like, rubbing oil on each other scenes i just like i couldn't handle it anymore i was out um that's my very like biggest complaint with enterprise and even if you're just just take a look at all the scenes that voyager uh that jerry ryan was in and all the scene that jolene was in um she gets a lot more like her body treat gets treated as a joke like she just falls on archer and her boobs are in his face for some reason like they gave her a meme correct yeah there's a meme about that where like so like yeah she her boobs are once again on someone's face and like the the capture was just like Jolene put up with a lot yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate her for being on the show and like doing this over and over again. Not only did I see that meme, but one of the top comments on it was a dude being like, "Well, she got a paycheck for it, so she should have just put up with it." So if you're ever wondering why I'm angry about stuff like that, that's yeah. why. Okay. And- Man, so, and I will um, admit, like yeah, unfortunately, Jolene just didn't have as strong of a character to play through and get out of that cat suit. Yeah. yeah, and I will admit, I I do know. So Sabrina, our Sabrina and I are friends and are close, and I do know this about her. And I actually um, wanted to hear, I'm yeah, yeah well, yeah, and I wanted to hear your take because that's that's you know you you're the you're the um, you're the so we are three men and you are the woman of the podcast, and and I want you to. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to hear that, and I want to hear your take on that stuff, because that's a side that we don't always mm-hmm. get to see or hear as men. You know what I mean? 
I am non-binary. Non-binary. But, I apologize. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I've experienced the world as a lady. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I take yeah. your meaning. I just wanted a, to make that clear yeah. for yeah. listeners Apologies. You, um, you have a, yeah. a blessed Correct. point of view that we don't have. Right. Yeah. Much like each one of us actually has. But, yeah. It, it's yeah, that's that why it's get, important like, to get a diverse representation, et cetera. Absolutely. <laughs> while I'm talking <laughs> yes. about yep. it. Absolutely. And uh, apologies for, for misspeaking. Uh, no problem. That's one of the great things that I love about Star Trek. You know, Star Trek is always, despite people being like, Star Trek wasn't political in 67. I don't know what you're talking about. You had a Japanese yeah. dude and a Russian dude sitting next to each other at the helm of an American yeah. ship. Uh, excuse me, you are wrong. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so unfortunately, Star Trek does have a history of treating its female characters kind of poorly. You know, there's Famously, that stuff that happened with uh, Grace Lee Whitney behind the scenes. Famously, the stuff that happened to Dax. Famously, the stuff that happened with Marina. And uh, and uh, Crusher didn't get the best treatment either at the beginning. Finally, like, they put Marina yeah. in a real uniform. But, you know, like, Star Trek hasn't been doing um, super well there. It's fine. It's a Marina going in. Marina going in a real uniform was her call. And it helped create her character into a better character. I Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was because, yeah, it, it like, uh, so when she was younger and, and it, it was her call, and it, she, when she was younger and thinner, she preferred the beautiful, slinky costumes. But then she got, got a little older and, like, she started filling out. So she felt that, like, a Starfleet costume would be more uh, flattering for her. And God, it, it looked great on her. Yeah. And then it forced her character to actually develop into a, a Starfleet officer. The writing and, for her character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a fun like uh, accidental thing where she's like, I don't look good in these anymore, and it turned into better writing, which is plus it cool. gave us a great moment with Jellico. Yes, Jellico's always Jellico's always great. <laughs> yes. always great. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, but just to talk about Jellico really quickly. I love that one episode where he shows up and like he's all that they he's all sorts of you're not my real dad and you're just a jerk and i hate you and then by the end of the episode you're like oh god he was right a lot oh my god yeah. like without like, like a real like, person here dad. like yep but he was right and he 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 got people through the the danger so yeah, yeah. love jericho all right well any last thoughts nope um I I like the design of the Voyager. It's a beautiful spaceship. Oh yeah, I did like design of the Voyager. It makes me it think of Swan. Pretty, but it why. got it grew on me. I just love the the retracting or you well the the moving warp nacelles. I just that was such a yeah. that was so different Same. <laughs> compared to every other starship we've seen since uh, up until then, and it was just very remember. Cool. Remember when they separated the saucer from the Virgin TNG? They were like, "Look how cool it is!" And then never yeah, do it again. Yeah, I know. They only <laughs> yeah. did it yep. three or four times. I know. It was crazy. Uh, I mean, fair enough. You probably don't want to reuse that uh, too yeah. much, but definitely thought it was going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then it didn't. They were like, "We have a ship. It has a massive civilian complement. It has a small military complement. We fixed it so we could leave the civilian complement behind when we get in a war." So that's cool. Stop Every bringing time they get into the war like, zones. The civilians yeah. are dying. Or the saucer, or we can use the saucer as a separate attack vector. You know, with with the phasers, and you yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it was cool, but yeah. yeah, it didn't get used that much. But Voyager was cool, and then mm-hmm. the ablative hole, like, the, like do you, uh, later in Voyager, when they get oh, the, the yeah. ablative hole, like the, it's like the shields that wrap around the ship that are just metal covers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like the yeah it's just there's something like primal about the awesomeness of it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it was very cool you guys are some nerds go play star oh, trek online i know I, for the record <laughs> i have that ship in star trek online with the ablative armor oh okay Good. i have so do I. Titan oh, class no, no no no, no. And, i have the uh yeah i have so many ships but i have um i haven't played oh, it in like four or five years but uh i'm sorry I said oh anything. man i need to play more <laughs> Well, Agreed. y'all should Same. play together Agreed. then. I know. I, I'm not getting That's back true. in. Uh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Come on. I fell down that yeah. hole already. One I came us. out. I'm done. I think no. I'm on a different. I'm on a different MMO right now. I feel now. like you have. Yeah. Hey, hey just. Yeah, I feel like, like you have some missions. family what? members that might help us talk you into it too. No. Family <laughs> yeah, right? No, no, no. I do have friends that will try to like. Yeah. Trick me, but um, <laughs> I'm very hard to trick. You know. Oh, I know. All right. Uh, 
Uh, I think we're done for today, my friends. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will see you all next episode, I hope. Um, let us know about your favorite Jerry Ryan moments in the comments. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Honor Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. Take care. Labor